morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. The playoffs are this weekend, so we're going to talk a bit about that. But also, we have had some news break out, and that is that Travis Kelsey has, has at least said that he's not going to retire this year. Marvin Harrison Jr. has officially declared for the draft. Gerard Mayo is replacing Bill Belichick. So all that and more coming up on Wake and Take. So sit back, relax, take out your coffee, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome in to today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, thank you all. Good morning to you. How's it going, Harry Snowman? How is it going, Ryan? Hope you guys are doing well. Grouch, I hope you're not grouchy this morning. I hope you guys are all doing well, enjoying your Fridays, looking forward to a great, great weekend of wild card football coming right up. But before we talk about the wild card round, I did want to break down some of the recent news stories. And we will start with Gerard Mayo. Came out this morning that Gerard Mayo is officially replacing Bill Belichick as the New England Patriots head coach. The only thing that's weird about this is the fact they still haven't replaced the general manager. Normally, of course, they have a, a, a little bit of a say in the head coaching job. But otherwise, this is a pretty smart move. I mean, I don't really know what other candidate there would be besides Mike Vrabel. But either way, we talked about it yesterday. Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel, they checked the same amount of boxes. And I like the idea of giving Gerard Mayo a chance. He hasn't been a head coach before. He's been a damn good coordinator, linebackers coach, working his way up in this system. And so I like this hire a lot. And I want to say that this has kind of been something that's been in the works for, for a decent bit. I mean, he was a, a really good Patriot when he played for them, a career Patriot, uh, and now has ended up on the coaching staff, worked his way up, definitely knows what this system is knows the culture of New England, and I think could take them to the next level. And hopefully with the help of a competent general manager, bring in some good coordinators, this Patriots team can bounce back. I mean, obviously never really to the dynasty level, but hopefully at least contenders in the AFC East and not performing bad, unwatchable football year in, year out like they have for the past couple seasons. So Gerard Mayo, the head coach for the New England Patriots, it's official Official, official. Well, it's supposed to be official next week. They'll have a press conference and everything, but it's it's been reported and everything. It, it, it's happening. Uh, and then I did also want to talk about this as one of the situations that was a, a surrounding the whole Bill Belichick scenario was the fact that he might get traded. And Robert Kraft did come out and say this morning as well that the reason he didn't trade Bill Belichick is because he didn't think it was right by Bill Belichick. He felt that Belichick had earned the right to do what he felt was best for himself. And I just appreciate that. So I'm glad Robert Kraft kind of took the step back and was like, yeah, sure, we can maybe get some value for BB. But we want him to be able to choose his next path. And I really, really admire that. Uh, and I think that that'll just help in general, just having good juju around your organization, not putting players and, and, and people that have meant a lot to your organization into some bad situations just to help your team. So draw Mayo, new head coach, Bill Belichick heading somewhere else, not via trade. Uh, and the Patriots looking to start their rebuild with a guy who's at least familiar with the franchise. Not a bad move at all. I, I think it's I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, and Anthony makes a good point. For them to hire Mayo immediately and not even look at Variable, it had to be in the works for a bit. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. 
Uh, this is probably something I want to say that this was actually, I saw something this morning. I probably should have wrote it down so I could talk about it a little bit better, but I want to say that this was in Gerard Mayo's like older contract, like his coordinator contract that he would eventually take over for Bill Belichick. Like it had kind of been already something that was discussed even before Bill Belichick, like rumors of him leaving, uh, were a thing. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and here's some, it says the caveat at the end, bringing a good GM and a good OC, I mean, this is the, the the case for all coaches, though. I mean, like, you could bring in any head coach, and they're not going to do shit without a good GM and a good offensive coordinator. So I don't think he has to know anything about offense. I mean, what did uh, – what did um, uh, why did names – every morning, it's always like the first few minutes of the episode, too. But D'Amico Ryans, what did D'Amico Ryans know about offense? Not much. He brought in Bobby Slowick to help him out there. Uh, so So I don't think – necessarily you have to know anything about offense and i would even argue the head coach i know this is a crazy opinion i know i'm about to go with the craziest opinion you've heard on wake and take but i firmly believe that the head coach doesn't have to be the most knowledgeable person on the field i do believe that has to be the coordinators the head coach to me has to be the guy who understands football understands the franchise and knows how to elevate his players and put them into situations to succeed the person who calls the plays they're the coordinators they're the ones who need to be a bit more involved into what each uh, side of the ball is trying to do. And so Gerard Mayo, while he may not be the most offensive-minded coach, he's certainly a really, really good defensive-minded coach and certainly a guy that can fire up the guys in the locker room and be a good culture fit for this team and hopefully bring in a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he's worked with Patriots, right? I mean, like, what, what if he calls Tom Brady, right? He's like, Tom, we had a great relationship come be my coordinator or something. I don't, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. Tom is above that, but still, you know, it's just, it's like, like Anthony says, head coach is the game manager and coordinators do the real work. So while draw Mayo may not be the most well-rounded coach, I do think he will be a good one uh, and a, and a solid fit, but it's always going to be tough, right? It's always going to be tough to be the guy that replaces Bill Belichick. So, I mean, draw Mayo might not even do well, at least in terms of expectations, because I mean, you're filling in for one of the greatest head coaches of all time. So, Either way, tough situation for him, but I think he'll do fine. Uh, and I and I and I and I don't hate the move at all. I, I think it's a solid move. You know, not I don't like the idea of having a lot of turnover, especially when you're going away for a guy who's been in there for 24 years. It's nice to kind of have this smooth transition. So anyway, next big move news that we have is Marvin Harrison Jr. has officially declared for the NFL draft. I mean, this has been a foregone conclusion for a very long time. Everyone's been saying that they're ready to draft him in rookie season or rookie drafts all season long. So Obviously, no surprise here, but it's just nice to see that it is official. He has had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons with Ohio State. He has had back-to-back seasons with 14 receiving touchdowns. And he has prototypical size at 6'3", 205 pounds. Of course, also the lineage here being Marvin Harrison's son, a a Hall of Fame wide receiver. uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is expected to be one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league. I mean, I'm already seeing people say that he will immediately be a top-five wide receiver in Dynasty. I don't know if I'm there yet. I would like to see a landing spot. I would like to see, you know, at least a couple games before I call him a top five dynasty asset. But he's certainly up there, certainly probably top 10. And I would probably argue, and I saw here early, I think in the chat, that in Superflex, you've got to go with Caleb Williams. But I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that there's definitely an argument here that in Superflex, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the 101, especially if he goes to a nice team. Because wide receivers produce for a very long time, especially the elite ones. And I know, of course, like you're going to want a quarterback, but say, I mean, like Caleb Williams, what if he goes to Washington, right? And they don't bring in a good head coach. Would you rather have 
quarterback, good quarterback on bad team and bad situation or wide receiver who's going to carry your team over the top. So I think that this will be a debate that we have this offseason. And I'm excited to see how it develops. Sure, it's probably going to end up being a quarterback, but as we know, situations develop, things change, and we might end up talking about just wide receiver being the best pick in our rookie drafts. So anyway, Marvin Harrison Jr., it's official. We love it. The team that he's going to, we're saying it here, Wake and take January 12th, he is an Arizona Cardinal. No other team will get him. It'll be quarterback, 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 and then Arizona picking Marvin Harrison Jr., or they trade up for him. But I think it is it is almost guaranteed that he becomes an Arizona Cardinal unless someone tries to jump them. It just makes a ton of sense. The Cardinals are clearly keeping Kyler Murray. They have the question marks surrounding Marquise Brown. But even if they bring back Marquise Brown, Marvin Harrison Jr. would be a fantastic fit for this team. They need wide receivers. And I just think that that would be such a good fit that I can't imagine the Cardinals wanting to do anything else. They've already went and, and uh, 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 got offensive line in the draft last year their defense took a step forward they've got the defensive minded head coach so they can kind of get some studs later and maybe bring in people of free agency but marvin harrison jr is clearly the biggest need for that team he will be an arizona cardinal and i think it's going to be something special i really love that landing spot uh and we don't even have to wait for the draft for it to happen i think like if i were drafting today doing rookie drafts today i would be drafting marvin harrison jr with the expectation he's on the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't think I would ever really change my mind unless some random trades happen on draft day. But I, I just can't see any other team uh, taking him that early. It, it, it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. The last bit of news we have for you today is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey yesterday in on TV, uh, kind of by himself, just randomly said, uh, do you guys think about retirement or is that just me? And then... A few seconds later, he said, but I don't have any reason to retire. I uh, I have no plans to retire at the end of this playoff run. So it's sounding like, and as he said, he has no plans to retire. It is sounding like Travis Kelsey will not be retiring at the end of this season. And it does make sense. While he has lost a step, this is his first season since 2015 with less than 1,000 receiving yards. And his first season since 2019 with less than nine touchdowns. He only had five. So yes, it was a step back. But he still finished the year number one in points per game among tight ends and still nearly had 1,000 yards and still performed decently enough, still at or near the top of almost any metric you can look at. So I think that it makes sense for him to return for at least one more season. If you go look at his contract, he has two years left on it, and that totals up to roughly $30 million, which is a lot of money. Now, here's the deal, though. Here's the real kicker. And I know, I know, I know, I know that it doesn't really matter, but it kind of does. His relationship with Taylor Swift, I, I, I have to talk about it here, because she makes so much money. So right now, it's still a new relationship, right? So I think that it makes sense for him to not put all his eggs in the Taylor Swift money basket. But next season, right, say they're still dating at the end of the 2024 season, I think he can totally forego $15 million, right? But this year, probably not. He probably wants that $15 million, still unsure on this relationship, returning in 2024 and then we'll go from there i think it's a foregone conclusion that travis kelsey gives it at least one more season but i think it would be dangerous to say that he will guaranteed finish out this two years left on his contract uh, just because he has lost a step and he's dating one of the richest women in the world you don't need money that bad i know i hate to say it i know it's not football but it does mean something i mean we talked about it with tom brady and giselle for so many years why not talk about it here with travis kelsey and t swizzle uh, so anyway, that's what I'm thinking here. Um, next is playoff looks. But before 
we start looking into the playoffs, I did want to do something new for you guys. Check out the chat if you're on YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube, go over to YouTube as I am putting in the link right now for you to join me on Wake and Take right now. You can click on that link. You can join me backstage. I'll bring you on. This is how we're going to do questions today if you want. Uh, we're going to talk about the playoffs and then we'll do some questions. You can join me in StreamYard. You don't have to turn on your camera. Just hop in, ask a question. I'll kick you out and uh, and then we'll go from there. But I think it'd be a fun way to get you guys engaged. Let me know if you want to. You'll show up down here. I'll see you. But there you go. There's the link. Before you guys join, I will talk about the playoffs. And the first way to do that is to break down the injuries for this weekend. Here we go. As always, it's a long list, even though there's less teams. Just always injuries at this point of the year. Devontae Smith, he missed last week's game, but he did come out and say that he's good to go and will play this weekend. However, there is still some concern around Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has not thrown a football all week. As we know, he had a finger injury uh, in, in last week's game, uh, and it was pretty bad. He couldn't bend it. And now he's come out and says that he hasn't thrown a football all week. Hopefully that means he's just resting his hand and not trying to work through much to it. But I would like to at least see a story today tomorrow or Sunday since it's Monday night football that he's thrown a football if we go into Monday and Jalen Hurts has not thrown a football yet he will be playing so I'm not saying he's not going to be playing but it's going to be hard to expect nearly anything from Jalen Hurts if he can't throw the damn ball and then this next update is even more concerning as AJ Brown has not practiced this week with a knee injury the Eagles in disarray right now needing some luck to go their way this weekend if they want to be at full strength luckily for them though the Buccaneers might not be at full strength as well as Baker Mayfield missed Thursday's walkthrough due to an ankle and rib injury. Uh, this is a little less concerning as he just missed a walkthrough, but still you would like to see Baker Mayfield make the walkthrough and not miss it due to ankle and rib injuries. But again, given it's Monday night football, given it's a playoff game, really all of these people I mentioned should be playing. Uh, I mean, players put their life on the line in the playoffs. This is the last game of the year every week. So Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Baker Mayfield, I would all expect to play, even if they're less than 100%. Next, though, is Sam Laporta. And we don't know yet, as Sam Laporta is still not practicing. He picked up a knee injury in last week's game. Unlikely to play, as of now. Unlikely to play. Still not practicing, but as always, definitely possible that he returns, especially since it's a playoff game. So something to keep your eye on here, but just know it is unlikely. Also unlikely is Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond has not practiced, and the Lions actually did come out on this injury and say themselves that he is not expected to play. They have not really said anything about Laporta yet, but with Raymond, they did come out and verbally say he is not expected to play. So look for Jamison Williams to be the guy stretching the field. Not that that matters that much. Uh, and then uh, the Bills, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis has not been practicing this week. I think he'll be good to go as again. It's the playoffs, but definitely a concern given he is big game Gabe and we expect him to blow up in the playoffs with him not practicing. It's hard to expect that, especially since it is a tougher defense in the Steelers. Uh, even if, you know, they give up the big plays, they don't have TJ Watt. They're still stingy, bend, don't break type of defense. So look for that update over the weekend on big game Gabe on the Packers. Luke Musgrave is off the injury report. So look for him to return along with Tucker Kraft as well as Jaden Reed and Christian Watson. All of those guys should be back this week. So the Packers offense, full strength, 
going into their matchup against the Cowboys. And lastly, for the Dolphins, both Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle are expected to return this week after missing the last two due to injury. So that is the injuries. I see a couple of you guys waiting to ask me questions down here. This is cool. I'm excited to bring you guys on. But before I do that, just real quick, this was my underdog best ball playoff draft. So wanted to just show you guys a few tickets I'm making for this weekend. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield are my quarterbacks. Of course, I'll lose one, but I think they'll help me bring me through the first round. And then DeAndre Swift, Rashad White are my running backs. Uh, kind of same thing. Hopefully, they help me get through the first round. If anything happens with those guys, uh, I, I still think the Eagles can maybe make a run if things go well. But either way, helping me get through the first round. And then kind of the rest, I just went with Niners and Ravens. So I, I took a dart throw on Dalvin Cook, very last pick of the draft. Just, I mean, Gus Edwards isn't that great. Justice Hill isn't that great. And they just brought in Dalvin Cook for the playoffs. I think that's a very sneaky pick in these underdog best ball playoff drafts. And then as you see here, my wide receiver and tight ends, my first two picks in this draft in general, Debo and Kittle. I wanted to start with Niners and I wanted to start with good Niners. These guys can make or break a week, any single week. AJ Brown, of course, big week one potential here. And then Isaiah Likely for, you know, just want some Ravens. And then Gabe Davis, I wanted a Buffalo Bill. End of draft, just went with big game. Gabe, underdog ticket, Rashad White, higher than 16 and a half rushing attempts. Jalen Warren, higher than 17 and a half receiving yards. Minka Fitzpatrick, higher than five and a half tackles and assists. Aaron Jones, lower than 73 and a half rushing yards. And Josh Allen, I've got throwing at least one interception this weekend. These all come courtesy of the player profiler underdog pick generator on the DFS Dominator. I just picked five of my favorites from that. So these are all player profiler approved picks as well. And lastly, some DFS lineups. I'm just going to show them to you. Not much to discuss among them, but this is Saturday's lineup here. I didn't want too many Dolphins or Chiefs. I wanted to really attack the Houston-Cleveland game just because weather is terrible in Kansas City. And then this is my Sunday DFS lineup. Wanted to get kind of players from all over, but made sure to get Christian Watson and Jamison Williams. They're very cheap. And I went with Dawson Knox as my tight end just because I think he'll score a touchdown. And he was like the cheapest starting tight end and wanted to make sure I could get some of these expensive players. C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown. So we have done it. That is my kind of preview extra stuff for the playoffs. I've got a guest here who wants to ask a question, maybe wants to just say some stuff about this weekend. The Harry Snowman. How are you doing this evening? Good morning. Uh, this, this evening, you've been up for a while, huh? Yeah, I got my coffee, my Audubon cup, sitting around doing my football stats. What do you What do you need? What do you What do you What do you need to know about? I've got my my spreadsheet up here. I'm working my magic for the playoffs. What What What, what do you got, Jim? We'll just ask you then, Rob. Who What's What's a big upset you're expecting this weekend? You just just want me to just blurt it out like that? You're yeah, not gonna yeah. lead in or anything. I mean, I don't know how to lead in. You're, you're joining the, me. The, in. <laughs> the 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 big upset. You want the yeah. big upset? The big upset. The Rams over the the uh, Detroit. That's the big I like upset. That. I think. I like that one. It sucks for the Lions, but it, it kind of just makes some sense. Matthew Stafford going up there and doing it. Plus, the Rams are just playing so well. They're playing so well. Um, I think you're going to see it be – it's closer than I think people would think, but Puka Nakua uh, I think is going to come out and have a really good game. I like that call. I like that call a lot. No Cooper Cup or just – or maybe a little bit of both, but mostly Puka? 
a little bit of both, but the the matchup for Puka is a little bit more favorable than than it is for either Cup or for uh, who do we got in the middle there? Um, I got I got all my stats on over here. We've got uh, well, we've got Demarcus Robinson on the outside going up against Cam Sutton. You got Puka Nakua going against Kindle Vildor. But that's the advantage is really going to be Puka on the outside going against Vildor. And I think that's going to, you know, result in a lot of catches. And, you know, um, one other thing, too, uh, to kind of know is that if you're looking at, at Detroit, you know, they're giving up some of the most yardage per game against wide receivers, you know, the slot, both the number one and the outside, left and right. So I expect a lot of yardage for for uh, Stafford in this game. I expect a, a warm homecoming for him. Nice. So that's a good call. You have some questions just for you. So I could take a step back and just relax a little bit. Rob, is Flacco winning another Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God, that would be so good. But, yeah, no hey. chance. Uh <laughs> his road will end when he gets to Baltimore. Everybody's going, oh, the revenge. First of all, you know they all love each other, but if anyone knows what his weaknesses are, how to get him off the spot, it's going to be the Baltimore defense and in in that franchise. Um, I mean, they're, they're intimate. So, you know, that defense, Baltimore's defense is underrated. What's driving that team is the defense. And I just think that people aren't, you know, giving it enough credit, the the defense there. Definitely. I mean, like, and it's and it's so strange because it's been on display, like whether it be injuring quarterbacks early in the season, literally taking out multiple quarterbacks for the season, shutting down Brock Purdy, shutting down Jared Goff, shutting down Geno Smith. I mean, we saw it time and time again this season, and yet still they are undervalued. I will say their defensive coordinator is one name that has started to pop up as a head coaching candidate, which I do respect Mike McDonald, old Michigan DC now killing it in Baltimore. Wouldn't mind seeing him go somewhere else. Uh, and then another question for you is Tua going to have a chance in this freezing cold. Ha, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you want, you want to break down the, the short no. answer is no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, these Dolphins, they're going to have a real tough one. Uh, I can't imagine going from Miami to negative one degrees. How cold is it in Florida? Um, Right this very second, I'm here in West Palm Beach. It's 80 degrees out. They're going from Um, 80 to negative one, right? Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. As someone who used to live in Chicago, once you get into that zero degree range and the ground crunches, the ball feels different, the ground is solid at this point. I mean, we're mid-January. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. And and there's other reasons, too. I mean, I could give you some stats. You know, I, I think I might be going on with J.D. later on, and I'm just going to pour these stats out. But uh, for KC uh, – Right now, they're four and one straight up. Last five against the Dolphins, five and two against the spread. Last seven games at home. You know, um, coming into this, Xavier Howard's expected to miss this Saturday. Um, so without Howard, we had Eli 
tackle come in. He was targeted 12 times last week against the Bills uh, once he came in. He grabbed an interception, but he gave up nine catches for 141 yards. You know, um, if if Howard's out, if if Howard is out, you're looking at um, who are we looking at? Uh Who's covering? Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, no, Ramsey's going to be on the other side. Um, I'm trying to see who he's going to be covering. Uh, Justin Watson, Rasheed. It's not. I think it's going to be Justin Watson, actually, who'd 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 have a little bit of a of a you know. Not that it's going to matter. Right? I well, think they're going to. Uh, his underdog thing is one and a half receptions. I'm pretty sure. So. I got I got some other stinky ones that are better 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 than Justin Watson. Well, hey, <laughs> if you want some more Harry Snowman takes about the playoffs, you'll definitely have to go tune into. You said the Goat District at twelve. Um, I think we're going to looking at maybe something around three o'clock in the afternoon. This is not for sure. We got we got things in the work. Things are percolating right now, but we'll see. Right. Nice. So definitely go tune into the Goat District when that happens. Maybe go over there and turn on the bell so you know when it's live. Uh, but that'll be fun. Great episodes all season. I've been tuning into those Thursday night previews that you guys have been doing, uh, and you do great work. I know a lot of people here re- remember you from the chat, but you know we've had the, the the pleasure of doing a team together this year. You have some great analysis, man. So thank you for joining me this morning. And guys, I'm going to be doing this Streamyard thing a while, where I share the link and you guys can just join me. So so be prepared for that. I do believe you can use your phone. I do believe you can just hop on on your phone. Uh, so, so even just do that. Don't even have to have your camera on, but just come pop in, ask a question. It's the off season guys. I want to hear from you. Uh, it'll be nice, but, uh, Rob, anything you want to say to the people before we end the show? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Jason and I have another team also in the FFPC playoff challenge where, where we got our little team. So we're going to be taking down some money in the playoffs together. So just want you to know, you don't have to bother in, in, in starting now because we already have the team that's going to win. So yeah, we've got the big money line up there. When in the it's the hundred K grand prize going to us, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Might as well. Go ahead. I was gonna say, might as well just stop now. Everybody should just give us the money. Definitely, definitely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is another great episode of the Wake and Take. You guys were a fantastic audience yet again. I hope you guys all have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful wild card weekend. If your teams are still alive, I hope they win just for you. Have a good one. Peace.